up, everyone? Welcome back to the Sunday Leagues Investors channel. My name is Brian, and today we have another special guest that's returning to the show, and it's been a long time coming. Uh, you are one of the bigger accounts in the soccer card hobby, man. Uh, Nian Patel at NP Sports Cards 1. Uh, you want to just say what's up to everybody and kind of like, if you don't know him, <laughs> I really find it hard to believe. Just introduce yourself, I guess. Yeah. Hey, guys. Uh, I'm Niam from the UK. I'm 20. Um, I've been doing football soccer cards for oh, coming up to a year now, which is quite cool. Um, and Yeah. The last time I came on the show was, I think, June, maybe July. Dude, you're one uh, of the first guests I remember. Yeah, I think I think it was like yeah, it's like second I think, um, and a lot of fun. We, that was a really good episode. So if you guys haven't heard that, you have to go back and listen to that. I think yeah, go back to the archives. It was actually one of our better performing episodes. Actually, mm -hmm. um, what was really cool about that episode? It was actually a little bit longer than we usually do it for, and but people listened through it though. That's, that was what was really cool. And I think it was because it was just really inspiring how you decided. To, I mean, you could just give the quick story again. Like, just give the quick story of what you did. Uh, it's still pretty crazy to this day. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, I took a gap year. So, I took a year out between finishing high school and starting college. And so, I was working from like September to, to January, February. And I was meant to go traveling with all that money. Uh, but then, obviously, COVID hit. Uh, so, everything, all my plans were canceled. And I had about, I guess the equivalent in dollars is like nine or $10,000 saved up that I was meant to spend. Um, and within two weeks, I'd put all of it into, into cards. Um, and yeah, six, seven months later, here we are. Yeah, here we are, here we are, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's just funny because I just always think about if I was a college student and had that type of money, I definitely would not be trying to be buying cards um, at, at that age, so. Kudos to you, man. Congratulations. Um, you know, you've been featured on a lot of different podcasts, a lot of different networks. Um, and one of the things I wanted to do was bring you on and just talk about, because you are based in the UK and the UK market, I'm starting to really feel really excited about the UK market because we had Topps Chrome Sapphire. I know we kind of talked a little bit about it, um, how Topps has always allocated products for Topps UK. However, I'm starting to see a huge shift where they're really taking their time. Because I'll just think about how Topps Chrome Sapphire, how that product was actually meant for um, Montgomery uh, club members in the US. And then they also had, at the time, they were saying how it was supposed to drop again for the US um, market. Yeah. But what happened was they sold out, but then they also dropped it on Topps UK. So I'm just putting two and two together. Topps UK took our allocation to the regular <laughs> market. Um, and that's a big deal. Like, why would they even try to do that? You know? Uh, so what do you, what are your feelings about the UK market in the future, especially with the euros coming up? Um, like, how do you feel in general? Um, I think, I, I think it, I, um, I agree with you. I think it, it is a sleeping giant. I think that's, you did a poster a yeah, while yeah. back called it that, um, the amount of young talent coming through is, ridiculous at this stage it seems like every club has two or three youngsters that are in the either the under 21s or pushing for for the first team um in terms of allocation and stuff like that so i was i was telling you before with the smaller sets that tops had though so like bundesliga museum and champions league museum apparently the uk allocation was only like 20 30 boxes for those releases which is 
great, but it's not. It's, it's something. It, it's, it's nothing. It's, it's it's nothing, right? Exactly. It's next to nothing. It's, yeah. Um, but what it shows is that they're they're clearly listening, and I'm sure things like tops now would have played a role in that. They would have seen the demand for Mukoko and Bellingham and whatever. Um, they would have been getting more orders from the UK side. So that's a good thing. And then Panini, obviously with Prism, there is going to be some sort of UK allocation. No one knows how many boxes that's going to be. Um, actually, you pointed this out. The UK Panini website as well is like a million years old. It is so hard to navigate. It takes you a good five minutes to check out. So if someone tries to buy all the stock, good luck. It's, it's, it's not something to do quickly. You have to have a lot of time on your hands to do that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's a big process. Um, the only thing that I could see, I mean, the, obviously the good thing is once we get more product over here, more of it is on eBay. So it's not dealing with import um, and or using like ship my car yeah. or those kind of services in America. Um, the only caveat to that is that now we're not in the EU we now have to pay. So I was literally about to buy a 2018 Ronaldo silver PSA 10 from a guy in yeah. Germany. Yeah. And he's like, oh, you know, by the way, there's a 20% tax on this. If you want it in the UK, I was like, oh, I've completely forgot. And that really, that's a killer that I can't do that deal now because it's way too expensive. Um, so if there is more product in the UK, that's great for the UK market. But how does that then affect the European market? Because if the European market still has no allocation, um, there's just, it, at the moment anyway, it just seems like there's more barriers between the America, UK, and Europe. Wow. Uh, I had no idea. First of all, 20% tax. Mm -hmm. Wow. Um, that's actually more than New York's tax, state tax. So th that's saying something. I, I didn't know that. So I think that's really interesting to talk about because, you know, one of the episodes I'm going to be dropping very soon is kind of like my thoughts on what a true rookie is. And one of the definitions of a true rookie that people talk about is having a set that's widely available. And that's really easy when it comes to basketball, football, yeah. like American football, because it's just in the U.S., right? If what's widely available is in the U.S. For soccer, it's so much more complicated because it's not really all widely available. Um, and I think that's, that's probably one of the issues of why there's so much confusion and just uh, rookies. And also because there are barriers that that doesn't help, right? Like what just happened was it almost could have taken more players out the game because you couldn't even buy the Ronaldo and that, because of the 20% tax. Mm -hmm. And I would say if I would have to bet if there's any country I would want to be collecting cars though, I don't know about you, but I think UK is really my play uh, just because y'all have the biggest league in the world. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I agree. I think the, the as in no shade to the rest of Europe, I mean, obviously we're not part of you anymore, but um, <laughs> it's the, the Prem is just, just different. It's just built different to, to all the other leagues in the world. And when it, even today, if you go on eBay and you look for cards in the UK, most, I mean, from Europe, there doesn't seem to be a central European place. So you'll see some cards from Germany, some from France, some from Portugal, whereas, and all those combined will be as many as there are in the UK, for example. Yeah. So I think the market here is bigger just from um, like anecdotal 
Um, yeah, yeah. There's no like actual concrete evidence. But... Yeah, of course not. Of course not. Um, <laughs> but from what I've seen, anyway, like even even my following, a lot of them are based in in the UK and now getting into cards, which is always a good sign. Um, I think the other thing is actually, did you see that Match Attacks Chrome set? Yeah, that was that was really exciting to see. I I thought I was excited to see actually. That was really interesting. So I'm kind of kicking myself because I was offered a case of it and passed, which would have been great. Um, but uh, shake my head, Neil. I'm shaking my <laughs> head, man. The um, so match attacks for I don't know. Do you have that in America? Really? Oh, we do. We do. It's just it's just sitting on a shelf. We don't. Yeah. I don't think we have match attacks Chrome though. Okay, so Match Attacks was, so when I was a kid, when all my mates were kids, that is what we collected without even realizing that we were like collecting cards. Right, right. You want to go to the news agents after school, get a, like convince your parents to get you a chocolate bar and a, a packet of Match Attacks for like pounds, <laughs> and then you just open them. And there was no, as a kid, obviously, we never thought about going on the internet and buying singles and all that kind of stuff. We of just wanted to open packets. Um, and so match attacks is like a kind of, I'd say it's kind of like a cultural thing over here. Like all the kids who were into football collected them to some extent and, and, and bought them. Obviously in America that used to be obviously top scrum and prism and stuff, but they're now, they've now been priced out. But yeah. so the bridging of match attacks and like a Chrome version is really interesting to get maybe some of the older people now like my age, older, um, getting them back into the hobby because this is what they did as kids. Um, and it was actually a pretty cool set. I was surprised. Like they looked really good. They had really good autos. There's like autos. A, I was gonna say there's autos. That That's a game yeah. changer. Yeah. So it looks as if they are catering more to the UK market. And um, the only thing with that is I don't know if we had retail of those i don't know if they were in stores in the same way you can go into pretty much any supermarket any of the bigger ones and you'll see match attacks packets somewhere whether or not right. there was room lying around i'm not sure but um again it's another step in the right direction leading up to like 2022 yeah all the signs are really pointing how pointing towards how uk is a serious player in sports cards soccer cards uh, football cards you know but one thing it's just funny i I might as well have to scrap my whole entire true rookie video because I literally was talking about this. Um, yeah, like people like you, right, Neam, like you guys are starting to go to college um, or uni, y'all would say, when you guys grow older, you're you're going to have a lot more, uh, well, depends who we're talking to. Typically, you gain more money over yeah. the times when you get older. Um, and the nostalgia factor, you know, comes in. You're going to be thinking about match attacks has always been there. So that's why I always kind of like I've always think about how if Messi had a match attacks like logical soccer investing kind of talked about this a little bit like if Messi had a 2003 match attacks could that be an iconic card you know and I'm like maybe you know that, that it's, it's a possibility it's a possibility um, but yeah so I, I just think that just when people put down match attacks it's just why like just because there's a kids game I think the reason why it's a kids game is why it could be really big one day I mean, that's, that was Pokemon, right? Pokemon was everyone's kids game. And now exactly. like, my, my brother actually over Christmas, he got his old DS out. He's 16 and he played the Pokemon game from start to finish and he finished it in like three days. Oh, um, really? <laughs> it was like, it was like, 
obviously we were in lockdown again and whatever yeah. we were bored, but yeah. it was so fun to play again i played as well i'm 20 but it was like no, dude, it was it's an amazing fun. game first of all so. so good that was my entire childhood so i can see again in this is again longer term though but in the next te- five ten years how are all those older people going to come back into it um and match tax match tax chrome could be that entry point potentially yeah I- I, I'm just saying I wouldn't be surprised. That that's that's what I'm saying. So, uh, but let's move on to like Panini Prism though. You know, we kind of talked about a little bit about EPL Prism and how I think it is such a pivotal year. You know, last year's release of EPL Prism was you know if you look at the checklist and everything, it was kind of the dud. Um, you know, they had some funny little things going on there, but it's still growing in price. And you know, because I was just thinking about how Prism put the Panini decided to put Prism on EPL with and Panini's flagship set is Prism and EPL is the largest league in the world. And the fact that they're, they're really deciding to put it as that flagship, like the flagship league, flagship set. Um, how excited are you about EPL Prism coming up? And how do you think, what were your reactions from 2019? And what do you expect coming forward? Um, what what do you, I guess, what's your whole entire analysis on EPL Prism? I think this year's is going to be huge, depending on how they've done the checklist and the sets. So already we've seen some immaculate stuff come out and Greenwood has a rookie card logo. It's so beautiful. It's just such a nice card, right? But some of those, again, it's bringing up debate. Like if it's a 2020 product, why does Greenwood have a rookie card logo? And even last year with Mount and Abraham, They'd obviously played the season before with with um, Lampard when he couldn't sign anyone. Yeah. Uh, so they shouldn't have had it again. But how are they going to do this product is going to be the biggest question, I think. Um, and personally, I think they're going to be smart with it. So I think Greenwood, Saka, even though they've had rookie card logos in Chronicles, I feel like they're going to get it again. Um, and then obviously you've got the new players coming up like Martinelli, yeah, my um, is a great, great shout. Yeah, that'll be a great buy. But all all these youngsters are going to be the driving force of the product. Um, the in terms of it looks like it's a bigger print run with more parallels. Yeah, from what I saw. Um, and it just again, I think it's just going to be a really, really big product because of all these youngsters coming up that don't really have any proper cards. Who anyway, they don't have. Prism cards. I mean, a, yeah. I want a Bruno, I want a Bruno Prism. Like I want his first Prism card, right? Yeah. Stuff like that. I mean, Havertz in a Chelsea shirt. I mean, obviously, he's not been great so far, but all yeah. these things play into it, which is why I think this will be a really big product. And potentially, we might see other factors like obviously the league this year is the closest it's been in a very, very long time, um, and even the fact that England's now in lockdown again. I don't, I don't know how that might play into it. Will people get into it? I mean, we don't have stimulus checks and stuff the same way, I don't think. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I don't have a job, so <laughs> I can't tell true, you. But, true, um, true. I mean, all these other kind of factors could make it a really, really big, big product. Yeah, retail too. Like, like I was just thinking like if Panini decides to do retail in UK, it's game over. I, I just think it's like, you know, they're taking their time to really put it into stores like it. And that kind of just leads me up to like kind of UK and how, like, in my opinion, I am investing in a lot of English national team players. Like it had, is a complete green light. 
you've always been on this train. You've been talking about Rashford like a lot, a lot. And I think Rashford, honestly, he is my next, he's my Pulisic. <laughs> like he is right there. Like I'm, I am collecting him as much as I can. Even Phil Foden, um, even Harry Kane, like anybody that's going to be playing for England, I'm betting the UK market is the sleeping giant. Um, and like, I guess to give people perspective, like what Marcus Rashford has done and over a course of his career has just been consistency, you know? And the fact that the UK market is going to be coming up soon. And like, I was just reading about, like, you're talking about um, the kid that scored for Aston Villa, Villa I mean, mm-hmm. um, like there was a, a pundit that like compared him to Michael Owens, you know, <laughs> like, I love that. After like one that, game, after one game. Yeah, after dude, one I was like, oh my God. I was like, I was like, oh my God, if this is what's going to be like, um, yeah. I cannot wait when UK actually really starts getting into sports cards. Yeah, I just, there's, and again, I think it kind of combines a perfect storm with so much young talent. Like the amount of players we have under the age of 20 coming through is unbelievable. And it's not just in in England and in the Prem, like overseas, yep. Sancho paved the way. There's a lot of youngsters, English youngsters, 17, 18, 19, that have moved to Bundesliga or um, what's the Dutch league called? Ever uh, yeah, it's like the E word. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> there's, a lot, there's a lot of um, English players that have moved ab- abroad because Sancho. I mean, the the big comparison is look at Sancho's career and look at Foden's career so far, right? Yeah. They're the same age. Man City wanted both of them the same way. Sancho is miles ahead of Foden right now, just because he's been given the opportunity to play um, as much as he has done, and so. Again, I don't know how Brexit plays into this, but that's true. Um, all of these younger players have said, "Look, I can go and make something of myself overseas, and then come back to uh, Manchester United or Manchester City as an established player at 22." Say rather than finally getting minutes at 22 or going out on loan. So all that, all like the youngsters, the increasing cards in general. I mean, we have a surprisingly big basketball market over here as well. Oh, really? Uh, Interesting. Okay, I know what it is. Yeah, I'm in a couple of a couple of NBA groups and they, they've, they're they buying and selling a lot and they've got some graded slabs over here and I think things are, are coming together. And Pokemon here is also huge. Right. I mean, it's huge everywhere. So Yeah, it's, it's, it's huge everywhere. But, but, I mean, the amount of English people that live and breathe football... It's ridiculous. Exactly. Yeah, people don't realize, well, they don't know, man. Like in America. Exactly, they don't know, they don't know. Like if Orlando, like the thing is like, we barely anybody even follows Orlando City over here. You know, that's that's what I'm trying to say. Like even if we, like, if we fire a coach or we're not underperforming, we're just like, ah, it's all right, you know. But in, in England, if a coach is not performing, it is pitchforks, like it's mm-hmm. bad. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just love that, you know, and, and I think, just that mixed in with like the hype of the media. Um, like we thought American hype was crazy. I just cannot wait to see what happens with UK hype. Yeah. I mean, you, you can remember if you think back six months ago to when Greenwood burst on. To the <laughs> yes, yes, yes. The comparisons were um, like, they're like, yeah, he's better than Holland. Yeah. Ballon d'Or. <laughs> like chill. Like he's good, but I, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, like, like relax, give him some time. Right. Um, the English media is always crazy like that. Um, but I mean, the, the other thing to think about is the um, betting culture. So I know sports betting 
in America is relatively new because it's starting honest. to come. Yeah, it is new for us. It, like it, I just started. Yeah. yeah. In England, it is everything. Like everyone, yeah, I'll put five pound down on this game or whatever. This everyone bets. Like literally, I it's such such a commonplace thing to do over here. Just put a five fiver on something. Um, if you want to put it that same money on cards and you're like this guy watch he's not anything right now he's on the bench actually that's the other thing with the product um how many fringe players for example are they going to put in so how many players that currently aren't getting any minutes so if we're talking about manchester united because that's i don't really know what the fringe players the other clubs are but is like palestri gonna get a rookie card in there like he hasn't played a single minute mm-hmm. he's still playing in the under 20 ones or the under 23s but if he gets a rookie card and people are buying him up like super cheap like two or three yeah. pounds yeah year or two years when he bursts on to the scene then maybe that's something also to think about yeah that'd be crazy if they did that you know um i think the checklist it includes 15 players per team so okay. so it depends how how far they want it depends how, how much research they want to do which benini and top sometimes <laughs> we kind of question that <laughs> Um, but hey, but you know, I think the UK market in general, we could talk about it for days and out. And I mean, last thing I want to add is just like, just compare like McKenny versus just like a Phil Foden. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I love my my boy McKenny, but dude, like, it's just it's just not a contest. <laughs> so it just it just really works into it. But I think American hype is still here to stay. I just think people should start looking into UK hype and see how they could really capitalize on that. Um, but hey, but listen, you know, another thing that I want to talk about the last thing I really definitely want to talk about is the prism hype is coming back. Um, and I was looking at it and I was actually really hesitant to even talk about it. Cause I was just like, I don't want to be talking about something that's like manipulated, you know? Yeah. Um, but then we started waiting for a little bit. I know you talked about a lot on your, on your page, especially with Mbappe's collab with uh, LeBron was, is, is a huge deal. I don't, I think people are not really taking account about that. And, but prism in general, we've seen prices starting to move up. You know, and I think you had a really, really cool post about how not only 2014's Prism is something you should be looking at, but the whole entire sets in general, um, you, we might be seeing a whole entire comeback. You know, what are your feelings? You know, how do you, wh- when you're looking at these prices, do you feel cautiously optimistic or are you just feeling like, hey man, this is, this is, I expected this. Um, I, I think it's, I did expect this. I didn't expect it right now. Exactly, I feel like yeah. it would have been a, a month, maybe two months away going a bit more into the Champions League and into the Euros. Um, something Limestone Cards actually put on his story was interesting, was that basketball, I, I don't follow it, but apparently basketball has not been living up to the expectation and the hype that was kind of built around it in the same way that it did when they had the bubble. So a lot of people are actually not so interested in they're looking for opportunities in football, soccer, and um Actually, apparently baseball is going up as well right now, which makes oh, zero no sense. Like, literally, yeah, but if, if that's true, that literally makes zero sense, right? Because that season right. is a while away. So it, it could be a bit of that. Um, but I think I think these are good indicators. I mean, they were pretty cheap for a long time, I think. I mean, Mbappe went down to as much as... 500 and 500 550 for a psa 10 and i was like okay yeah he's got the highest pop of probably any card but it's still mbappe yeah and he's still a world cup winner and he's still the biggest prospect in the world he's only 22 
He's gener- that's what you think of generational talent. That's what you're looking at it. You know, like that's what it is. Yeah. And I think it's so easy to forget that he's only 22. And it's so easy to kind of forget about him in general because he plays in France at the moment. Yep. But if Real Madrid come calling this summer, as they're meant to be, that is what is rumoured, um, he'll be in the headlines a hell of a lot more than he is now. Um, and that's only going to be good for his his prices and his image. I mean, I agree with you. That LeBron collab is, is huge. Again, 22-year-old kid with an icon the, the size his, of LeBron. They switch profile pics. Yeah, like, that's, that's insane. That's when you know you made it, bro. Like, wow. <laughs> like, dude, I, I was like, what? That's crazy. Like, not only he made a post, he, they literally switched profile pics. Yeah, that's crazy. Like, if you, if you think back, Mbappe is, what, 13 years, 14 years younger than LeBron? LeBron and Ronaldo are like the same age, right? So yep. if, Le, if Mbappe grew up idolizing Ronaldo, he knows LeBron. Like, he, he would have grown up idolizing LeBron too. And if you're thinking about it from his perspective, like life just must be crazy if you're Mbappe, first of all. Like, I can't, it's just insane. But those kind of other cultural factors, it's, I think he's such a good buy just in general. Because I, again, I, th- I feel like he's, I, I can't believe I'm saying this because it doesn't really make sense, but he's kind of underrated. underrated. He is. No, he is, though. He, he is. Yeah, all the things that's going on right now, like if it, just I just always put myself in in this type of shoes. Like if Pulisic was getting this, right, what would happen? Right? Yeah, and if that happened, man, if Pulisic somehow, if Pulisic for some reason switched profile picks with LeBron James, LeBron, it would be lab, crazy. Yeah, it'll be it'll be nuts. It'll be yeah. wild. So I, I completely 100% agree with you, especially with like they have Mauricio Pochettino, you know, that mm-hmm. that's a really great coach. I know the biggest knock is he hasn't really won a championship, uh, but hey, listen, you can't beat history with uh, Spurs. Uh, sorry, Spurs fans. But, uh, but, you know, I just think like with that, Mbappe, it makes sense. But then like, even me, I was, I'm still pretty cautiously optimistic about um, Messi's World Cup prisms and Ronaldo's World Cup prisms going up. I know you pointed out Neymar's World Cup prisms took a pretty high rise oh, as well. I, I mean, Messi and Ronaldo, Ronaldo could have a good Euros still. Messi could move, leave Barcelona, yeah. which would be huge. I mean, those kind of factors, it makes sense. Plus, Messi and Ronaldo, regardless, all their cards are going to be a pretty safe thing to buy. Um, Neymar, no, it didn't really make sense. I don't know why he jumped what was nearly $150, I think, basically, Dude. for a PSN. Um, yeah, it doesn't make... Uh, either Poch moving has then had that effect or... Nah. or uh, Yeah, I don't think it's that. What it could be, what it's more likely to be is a trickle-down effect. So uh, do you, have you seen the, the P. Ryan collection? Um, no, no. What's that? You have to follow him. Amazing. Really, right. really good guy. Um, but he basically did a, a video the other day where he talks about why all these big auctions happening at like Golden and Heritage and all that stuff, why they matter to you as an average investor. Interesting, okay. Uh, basically because once the high end, so once Messi hits 100K, for example, automatically you're thinking, okay, well, that means Ronaldo is underpriced. Like you've, you've made- I see, I see, I see exactly what you say. It's kind of like the same things that we say. I just don't know that was called the trickle down effect. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, so, so basically that trickles down the system. And gotcha. when, you, when Messi and Ronaldo are now hitting 700, people are thinking, well, then Neymar is quite cheap at 350 or 400 and he must be worth a bit. And that kind of whole 
like it kind of just goes all the way down the, the system. Um, that's the only thing I could think with that or someone's just willing to like, overpay. I, I don't know what's going yeah. on. When, you know. Yeah. And, and, and I wanted, I, I think I've always thought, you know, soccer will come soccer cards and um, stickers will come back with, with a vengeance. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was gonna be closer to the Euros. Like really, yeah. I thought, I thought closer, um, but we're starting to see that we're starting to see more activity, even our eBay uh, system, we're seeing like some more offers and everything like that than usual. Um, just, just from an eye test mm-hmm. anecdotal. All right, guys. Um, but you know, I, it, it is really interesting. It's really interesting. Um, you see some people are saying stimulus checks as well. There's just a lot of different factors. There, there's no one factor, I believe, but it is just super interesting how it's going. I'm not, I'm not going to debate it at all. It was just something that I, you know, you kept a post on it. I know other accounts have been keeping posts on it and it's just been really, really fun, fun times. Cause I remember when everything was going up, it was like such, such a crazy time, you know? Um, and I, and I know that's coming back soon. Uh, mm-hmm. but, but I think we've, we've become better at judging like different things. You know, I think there's some, oh, some cars mm-hmm. that were just not meant to go up and that was some, some of that stuff, yeah. And it's, it, you've also just got to decide when you want to sell. Because I should have, yes. I should have sold let's, so much. Let's talk about that. So in in August, it was great. I was watching stuff go up every day, but it never occurred. Like, I I was also thinking a bit more long term. So I thought in a year, it, it's not going to matter. It's going to be even higher, which I still stand by. Because obviously, all these new floors have been set. Yep. But I should have taken the profit and run in August. There were cars that I had been buying for like maybe five. It's like I was buying. 2018 prism in bulk two weeks before the set went off i was buying Werner, rashford dibala Messi. i mean i was paying like five two to five dollars a card on those oh, and they man. if you go back and remember like de bruyne as well they were hitting 80 90 and they weren't playing and i should have just been like you know what let me just let me just sell like this there is no, <laughs> why am i holding on to these yeah um, and so one of those things that and it's, it's the first market cycle that most people have been through yep. because then an off season and whatever, and it just tanked. Um, and so I think if you went through the last one and I was fortunate cause I got in there ahead of the trend. So I haven't right. actually put any money on those. I know a lot of people did, but you got to remember when the whole market thing is cyclical, right? After the euros, when it come July, August, it is going to like, tank it is really and that's that's normal because people will be moving money into other things or they'll be taking profit off the table so you just need to be careful that you're buying at the right time and just as important that you want to sell like you can't get too greedy with it right so exactly just have an exit logical. yeah and this is the right you know what i'm happy i've made x amount let's just get rid of it and i can think of the next one and um knowing how the market works in those kind of cycles are really important. Yeah, I I, I 100% agree. I think we definitely left a lot of money on the table. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that's normal. And one thing we've done a lot differently, what we've learned from it is definitely just, you know, having an exit in mind, you know, we even saw, we had, we been doing some videos about what we've been selling and everything. And I just think it's good for people to see that, Hey, you know, we might be selling for this price and it might even triple, even quadruple the price after but I think the main thing is just have an exit in mind and then use those principles that you you use to make money and just apply it again to another player. Like, and just trust yourself because you never know when's, when's the top. Like, 
you're seeing a lot of things with um i'll just use stocks for a little bit because like um tesla is like a big 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 talking point in the, in the states i'm pretty sure it's probably around yeah. everywhere yeah. <laughs> um but yeah so like for us or for me you know it's just taking money out of the table right off the table just knowing that hey you made money be happy <laughs> like don't don't get too greedy yeah like I'm, i mean similarly i know very little about like say stocks and bitcoin yeah. and that, right but when when my sister comes to me and says Oh, what do you know about Bitcoin? Have you seen this? Then I'm like, okay, yes. now I know. That's, that's where you I say, stop it. Problem. Now, like, when, like when they, when you have friends who come up to you who know nothing and they're like, oh, I put this in Bitcoin and, and it's gone up. Like, wow. I was like, yes, but do you know why it went up? They're like, no, it's great. It's just going to keep going. I was like, what are you talking about? That is not, and people in August had the exact same ideas because that's what they were watching, right? Yeah. And eventually that bubble will burst. Yeah. And it's, Speculation, yeah. You want to be prepared. You want to be ready. And again, another thing which contributed to that, which now only actually makes sense now that I'm thinking back, is the Chronicles release was July, I think. Um, I'll have to check, but it was around summertime, I remember. Yeah, it was June or July. And I think that contributed to it as well. So what I'm thinking this year is with Prism coming out, with Mosaic, with all these other sets coming out, how is that going to further fuel the fire? Because when people also have products to rip and they maybe they want to sell cards so they can buy product and all that kind of stuff. Because we had no product, right? Chronicles was the only thing at that time. Yeah, and it was actually one of the best products, to be honest it was, with you, though. It was, it was such really a crazy good. product. It's still a crazy product. I think it's one of the best boxes to buy. I, I think it's got so much like potential long-term, definitely. But when you have that constant attention on the market because there's new product being released, and I talked about this in a, in a post I did when in America, anyway, when people go to the store and they can't get their basketball products or they can't get their American football products and there's a couple of packs of soccer sitting on the shelf, they will buy it. <laughs> they say, they bro. It. I've, I've seen the post on Facebook where someone takes a picture of it. Like, Oh, is this worth anything? Is it <laughs> good? Worth <laughs> buy it. Yeah. It's like Panini Chronicles. Like, nah, nah, just give it to us. Um, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, man. I, I know we're going to a whole entire rabbit hole with this, but I just think one that I always tell like the boys, you know, when we start having our other friends start talking about soccer cards, that's when, you know, those are red lights. Those are flags, you know, but it's still exciting. It's just like, Hey, maybe it's not like, Oh, just get out of the whole entire game. Yeah, it's like, yeah. okay, maybe you should start thinking about take, taking some profit off the table. Like it's okay. You know? So, but, but yeah, Neam, um, thank you so much for him coming on this show, man. Um, you want to just kind of like plug in your, uh, so, social and everything i know you have a great podcast on there you, your instagram's always popping um you're always on different networks man like i'm just like wow neem's here there there <laughs> <laughs> so you want to just give a plug yeah yeah so guys go follow me um at mp sports cards one on instagram um in my bio is my podcast the purple patch i'm gonna have brian on um oh, we're gonna record yes, that in a minute that's right i'm gonna get sunday league investors on and yeah i made a commitment to just keep going with the content i'm trying to I've, I've been following you guys i was like okay i know there's three of them but i think i can do more like, <laughs> like <this laughs> yeah i think so too bro you you you're you have all well i'll be honest i know you probably i know you're going through school but like dude when i look back i'm like what did i do in my life like i just really just had a great time <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah man. yeah but we're really happy with your growth man um it, it's just amazing to see how everything's grown 
how everybody has grown together. So I can't wait to see what, what lies in store for us. Thank you.